Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hi everybody, welcome back to the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel and welcome back to another match preview. Hot off the heels of the victory of Fulham, we're going to be doing a, another match preview for the Brentford game. Uh, so on Saturday, Newcastle United will be hosting Brentford uh, and uh, it seems like forever since we've been at St James's Park uh, after the international break. So it's going to be good to be back and especially, hopefully, with a fully fledged war flags display. I'm Scott. I am your host for this one as as usual, uh, and I'm joined this week by Ian, Harry, and Daryl. Ian, how are we this evening? Uh, yeah, really good. Um, still really happy off the weekend. Um, so yeah, can't complain. Nice, Daryl. How were you after your trip? I, I think you were away, weren't you, at the weekend? Uh, I was out for the day on on Saturday, so I only just managed to start to catch the beginning of the game. Um, in the car, I was up in. Rural Northumberland for a bit, um, and nice. and came back through just as we were starting to kick off. Um, I was kind of out, ate a lot of nice food, came back, and uh, listened to a smash full. All good. Cannot ask for anything more than that, Harry, my friend. How are you on this fine Tuesday evening? That time of recording. Not bad at all. Quite cold, but it's because we're going on like a. A strike like we're like not putting the heating on at all. We'll see how long we can go for. So you know, if I don't if I don't appear in the next few weeks, it's because I'm just frozen. <laughs> no worries. If you're feeling a bit blue, put another jumper on and you're sure you'll be alright. So before we get started, I just need to let you all know that the Gallagher Shots match preview was brought to you by Magpin. Magpin is the go-to site for high quality, unofficial enamel pin badges of Newcastle players, legends and retro kits. For more information on Magpin, you can visit their website at magpinbadges.bigcartel.com. Uh, so, as I said at the start of the show, Newcastle United will be hosting Brentford in the ninth game of the Premier League season. Um, Brentford coming off, I believe, a draw against Bournemouth, surprisingly enough, just like we were before the Fulham game. Um, they're currently sitting in 10th, with a point between ourselves and Brentford, they're sitting on two wins, four draws, and two defeats. Um, 
been a bit of a mixed bag for them this season. They've uh, beat Man U and Leeds. Uh, that Leeds game was a bit of a, a thriller. Uh, then they've had defeats against Arsenal and Fulham. And then, as I mentioned, draws against Bournemouth, Palace, Everton and Leicester. Uh, we'll come to you first, Daryl. Uh, are you mm-hmm. confident of this one? Well, taking everything off the game against Fulham on Saturday, you would think there's going to be a lot of high spirits in the team, a lot of confidence going around the squad. And I would probably say the same for the fan base as well. We'll be going into it thinking we should be able to get a decent result out of it. Brentford will pose a very interesting challenge to us this time around. Um, you know, those those games against Leeds and Man United that you just mentioned there, they were quite comprehensive wins in the end, and especially that first half they had against Man United where they just battered them completely. And I know... A lot of teams are doing that to Man United this season, but it's still a feat to be able to pull it off the way they did. Um, but yeah, I think there's a lot of stuff to go in our favour this week. Um, we've got a, an anniversary coming up in a, a few days' time as as we record this, um, probably on the day of this release, I would imagine, by the time it goes out, if not just a little bit before. Um, and then we've got the game on Saturday. I think the atmosphere will be right up there. I think we might well just see. And I don't want to put big stuff on this but i think we might just see the best war flags display yet yes you have mentioned the the anniversary of the uh the long-awaited takeover uh, and i'm sure we're going to have a few videos in the coming week uh, about that anniversary um harry did you catch the game at the weekend and and does it fill you with confidence going into this game against brentford it does it does i did catch it um i think it's you can't judge it too much on how we played um, because, obviously, the red card. Um, I still think you should not be able to cut through a 10-man team the way we did. So, that's brilliant to see. Um, I know Botman, uh, Botman, I said Botman there, I think. <laughs> uh, I think Botman was getting uh, lots of praise. Um, but, yes, he had praise on the ball, but he had nothing to do at the back. So, we still don't know. Um, but, no, I, I'm full of confidence. And, obviously, it looks like with my team, Maxi, either start or on the bench. So that's a, another positive take uh, going towards the weekend. Absolutely. We'll, uh, we'll come to the Newcastle squad uh, in due course. We'll keep our attention on Brentford for the moment, Ian. Um, obviously, I, Ivan Tony, uh, and I said Isaac Tony for some reason there, but there we go. Ivan Tony. Um, we obviously. You'd expect us to know a lot about him, considering he spent a good few years with us. But in reality, he was on loan to about six clubs during his time here. So we didn't really get to see him. But he was obviously one of the, the standout performers last season uh, for Brentford. And he's you know hit the ground running this season with uh, five goals in all competitions and three assists uh, as well. He's their top goal scorer and uh assist maker if you want to you want to put it that way um are you worried about the threat that tony causes our defense um i mean he has been i mean last season he was, he was absolutely fantastic when you were just touching on we should know what kind of player he is i think he said himself in an interview sort of when he was at us he probably wasn't in the right mind frame um you can tell he's matured both sort of as a professional and as a person um, and I think you'd be seeing that in his game. He is a little bit of a shit house as well, which if he, if he plays for you, I absolutely love. Um, it, I think we've seen it last season. I think he scored maybe one or two against him, and I think it was a three-three draw. Um, it, a bit shit housery, but he is he is a dangerous player. He has, I think, the last couple of games. I think Brentford have struggled to score, um, so there is a little bit of a lull. 
obviously he got called up um, to the England squad as well on the international break. Um, unfortunately for him, probably a little bit of a waste of time. Um, but I suppose if if we're looking at that, for us, he's then had less time to train with Brentford being in the England setup, so that might go in our favour. But I think along other days where we're relying on the opposition to to not perform, I think we're well capable of of getting a result, a win, um, with the players and the and the sort of the way the that we're heading, the direction that we're heading. Um, just touching on what Harry said as well, you can't take too much from the Fulham game on Saturday. Um, I personally thought before, obviously the red card before they kicked off, I genuinely thought we would have got beat in that game. Um, I think Fulham have started quite well. It was a tricky game, but obviously it's it's went in our favour. And I don't really think we got out of second gear. Um, even when in the what the eight minutes that we had, eleven versus eleven, uh, I felt like we looked like we were going to control the game, regardless. Um, and like you say, the way that we're cutting through them on another day could have been sort of what five six. We had two goals ruled out offside. Callum Wilson hit the post. Um, their keeper pulled off a couple of stops, so could have been could have been a cricket score, but definitely positives to take from it. Um, but I think Brentford will offer a tougher test, even though uh, we're at home. Yeah, I think you know you you mentioned uh, just to take it back on Ivan Tony a little bit there about him being in the England squad um, with him not featuring Daryl. Does that does that affect his confidence in any way with him? You know, just going out there and actually not doing it. I know. The word experience or exposure gets battered around a lot with this, but it's all well, all good and well being with the squad. But if you're not getting a game, like Ian said, well, it was a waste of his time. Well, could that potentially affect him? I don't think it'll affect him in the way that we would consider it, uh, to be honest, Scott, because if I was Ivan Tony in, in his shoes there and I went away to an England squad and then I watched Harry Kane pull out those performances in those two games and I'm seriously starting to ask questions as why I'm not getting minutes. So I think if anything it's going to make him a bit more hungry and it's going to make him want to prove a point and, and, and prove that he should be really pushing for a start in an England shirt and uh, which makes him even more dangerous when it comes to playing against us this weekend. Um you know go back going back earlier to what we were saying about Botman he didn't you, you know you were right to say Harry that he didn't have a lot to do but when you look at the statistical review of his performance when he was called upon to do something, he won every battle that he had to face. He won all of his aerial battles. He won all of his duels. Um, so, if anything, he's probably set up well to face Ivan Tony on on Saturday. And I think I know we'll come to start eleven later, but I think it'll be interesting to see how that all pans out. Yes, uh, you're absolutely right. We will touch on the lineup later on, and. It just goes to show, given the lineup at the weekend just gone, that we know absolutely nothing about what's going on because <laughs> the lineup, the lineup <laughs> that we uh, we predicted, I don't think anyone would have actually predicted the actual outcome. But like we were saying in the group chats, and like everyone was trying to say um, throughout, you trust in the process, you trust in the manager uh, to pick the right team. Um, just want to spend one last few minutes on Brentford and about their incomings and outgoings on the summer transfer window because they spent around 50 million and that was in euros again I, I'm I'm not in the UK so my website's all default euros spent 50 million euro and they only brought in four but they did have 10 players leave uh, lots of loanies going back and a few free transfers obviously one of the big names that they lost was uh, Christian Eriksen 
who seemed to be a big influence on that team towards the end of last season. Um, players they brought in, uh, they brought Lewis Potter in from Hull, uh, Aaron Hickey from Bologna, uh, they brought in Damsgaard, a couple of others, and, and Ben C uh, on a free transfer from uh, Burnley. Yes, I always got Burnley and Bournemouth mixed up. I got it right that time. Just um, given the transfers that they had, with obviously you know five first team rivals and ten leaving, and given their up and down results, Harry, do you think it's a case you know where maybe these players haven't quite settled into the team yet, and there's still a bit of bedding in to be done, or do you think after kind of nine ten games that should be all out of the way with them, where and you should be looking towards January and bringing in more? Um, I'd say it's all out of the way with, to be honest. Obviously, there's still going to be um, some players that don't feel completely comfortable. Um, but I always feel with Brentford, they're quite a solid team. Um, I remember when they came into the Premier League and people were like, they'll go down again straight away, straight away. But they have been solid and they've been solid for a while. Just they get results and, and, and they stay strong. Um, I know, obviously, Aaron Hickey we were linked with for a while. I don't know a lot about the players that they brought in, to be honest. I know Damsgaard's kind of good on FIFA every now and then if he gets a good card. Um <laughs> But no, I, I think they should be better than. Um, I'd say, like, if you if you look at our squad, um, you know, the players that we've brought in, I'd say they're better than anything to Isaac's better than quite quickly as well. And the professional footballers, and obviously, when you look from the outside, you just see like games, um, but they spend pretty much every other day with each other, um, for hours at a time. So, yeah, I think I think it will be a tough test, uh, with Brentford because, like I said, they are a solid team, um, and it'll be, it'll be a good test for us as well. Um, but hopefully, 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 uh, we'll do all right in it. Hopefully, we will. Um, last thing on Brentford, just before we move on to Newcastle, they do have a few injuries. Uh, their new signing, Lewis Potter, is out, so is Janssen and Nordgaard. Uh, there's also Pinnock on that list, but he is expected back again. We don't know exactly what we are recording this on the Tuesday, and obviously, the, the manager press conferences will be on the Friday this week, so uh. We'll know more around that time. Uh, moving on to Newcastle, and we'll touch on their injuries as well. Obviously, we've already mentioned about St. Maximum potentially being back. I think Eddie Howe said that he had one training day on Friday, um, and he wasn't quite ready. And it seems to be the story with St. Maximum that he he kind of has to be 100% before he's even considered. Um, and to be honest, I would probably want about 100% if I was putting him in the starting eleven. Um Anything less from St. Maximum in terms of his ability is, is not what you want. Um, the one that we're still not sure on with with the uh, injury situation is Isak. Um, the website I was looking at said he's expected back on the 16th of October, so he's probably going to miss this game. But listening to Eddie Howe and you know the stories we heard, it wasn't as serious as maybe it, it could have been. Um, and then obviously we've still got Darlow, Shelby, Richie, and craft all out. Uh, we saw, you know, a positive response, Daryl, from the players that came back from injury, uh, especially a one Callum Wilson. Um, you know, getting a goal, almost scoring a second uh, before he got his uh, first. Um, if Saint Maximum comes back, does he go straight back into that side? Um, I think Eddie might actually play it a bit safe, um, and I think you'll probably put him on the bench. Uh, that we you know we saw against Fulham that you know the way that the team was set up and we all mentioned before how it sort of raised a few eyebrows and made us think twice about what was going on on Saturday afternoon. Um, I think if he's fit, he'll probably go to the bench. He'll come off. He'll be looking to come off the bench. I think. Um, 
there's enough there that we saw on Saturday against Fulham to probably prove that some of those lads deserve another go as a start. Maybe, if anything, I think Fraser was probably rested from international duty, so if anything, he'll probably come in for Murphy, would be my guess. Um, but yeah, I think if St Maxman's fit, he'll probably go straight to the bench just as a precaution and just to keep him safe. Yeah, we uh, we saw a decent performance from Fraser for Scotland over the two games that he played. Uh, it was a three games. I think they played Ukraine about six times, didn't they? Like <laughs> um, and it seems to be the case with 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 Fraser. He can have a bit of a bad spell with us, Ian, and then go away on international and you know be arguably one of their best players. And it kind of sets him off on a good run for his club as well. Um, if he's fit, do you? Uh, do you put Fraser straight back in? Um, if you if you're looking at what you've just discussed there about St. Maximum, I completely agree that he needs to be at hundred percent, otherwise he doesn't perform. Um that being said, I think St. Maximum, sort of the tail end of last season, the start of this season, I think he's he's been the player that everyone wants him to be. Um, he showed consistency as well. Um, not just throughout sort of a string of games, throughout the whole game in general. My biggest crit- criticism of his was um, even when he was having good games, it was only sort of five, ten minute flashes across the whole game. So I think St Maximum will, if he's fit enough, you probably will make the bench. You don't want to risk him too much. Um, similar with Fraser, I think a lot of if I if I remember right, yeah, I'm sure he was... It was a case of he was always injured for us, but then available for Scotland. And I think it, with some fans, um, probably myself included, went a little bit sour with him. Um, but again, that was probably, I think a lot of that was to do with the, the previous management as well. Um, I'm sure there's been an interview where he's come out, and, and oh, it might have been Longstaff, I can't remember. Um, but since Eddie Howe's been manager, um we we'll always go on about the sort of upturning form of players like Joe Linton and, and Shelby. I think Fraser uh, was one of them as well. Had a really good string of games. Um, for me, just I've just waffled on there. To, to go back to answering your question, um, I would probably, you're at home, the crowd's going to be on your side. I think you're probably going to want a more attacking approach than what you did against Fulham. Um, so I would drop Murphy. Oh, look. He had an all right game against Fulham. Um, I think obviously the 10 men and the fact that Mbabu um, just had an absolute mare did did help him. But out of the two of them, if you're looking in terms of wingers, you would say Ryan Fraser is the better quality. And for me, it's a case of you always pick your, your best available players to, to start the game. So, yeah, I'd like to see Fraser start on the left, Miggy on the right, um, and then Callum Wilson up through the middle. So you've you've touched on the, the the kind of the front three there on the on the lineup. So we'll we'll come to the rest of the, the team um, and a potential selection dilemma in the centre of midfield, um, especially with Shelby becoming ever so closer to return. He's not going to be ready for this week, we understand, but he's not far off from what we've heard of reports, and he's a well ahead of schedule. Harry, um, who do you go for when all are fit in that centre midfield? We'll say three. We'll think Eddie Howe will keep his uh, keep his formations. So you know we'll go for a midfield three. But who do you pick? Um, when all are fit, um, yeah. Shelby in your number six, uh, Bruno and Joel Linton beside just ahead. Um, I think it's an no-brainer, really. Um, 
However, I'm not a fan of Sean Longstaff, and I think I've said it many times on here. He's done all right against Fulham, um, <laughs> not just for the goal, um, but he, he just looked better. I always found like he looked more comfortable on the ball, and Joe Willock as well had a fantastic game, but like he, he runs like uh, Sammy Amiobi to me, like always looks like he's fallen down. Like, <laughs> He's a nightmare, but he did have a good game against. He did have a good game against Fulham, but against Brentford, um, if obviously Shelby's still out and things, I think you keep it exactly the same because um, you can't. I don't think you can really change it to be honest. After the Fulham game, um, I know we're going to keep saying the red card, but they played well and they looked solid. Um, and Bruno looks back kind of to match fitness and match speed as well. Because I know. Obviously, the last game, he looked a bit off, a uh, bit slow, a bit lethargic, uh, sloppy with his passes. But like his pass to, Bru- uh, to uh, Almiron was pinpoint. Like It's like incredible. And the, the whole team, to be honest, against Fulham, I get so excited. Get so excited. Like Kieran Trippier as well. I could, I could keep going. I could keep going. But no, like so, um, midfield, yeah, definitely. Uh, keep it the same as it was against Fulham. So you would keep Joe Linton on the bench, Harry? Interesting. Yeah. I would. I would. I, mm. I think, do you know, Eddie Howe, he always says, I'll keep your players if they earn the spot, they earn the like, and they stay in the team. I think I would, because just give it a go. Yes, Joe Linton's your best, and I know everyone says start your, your, your best kind of players. Um, but I wouldn't mind, even if we tried Joe Linton on the left wing. I was thinking that when Ian was talking. <laughs> um, I wouldn't mind it, because I feel like he can progress up the field really well. Um, he's a bit like Joe Willock in terms of he can pick the ball up and, and progress up the field very quickly. Yes, there's maybe not a lot of quality with the ball, but they can do it fast and get going. So, yeah, I, I think I would keep the same, but now you've, you've really done it yourself. Oh, man, don't do this to us. I'm just playing devil's advocate, yeah. I'm, just, uh, I'm, I'm going to ask these questions. Um, we'll move our attention to the back four. Uh, Daryl, obviously, we were quite surprised with uh, no Matty Target, but Dan Byrne fitting in. And, and not a surprise that it was Dan Byrne fitting in, just the fact that Target wasn't selected. Um, I think with the substitutes that were made at the weekend, really exposed where we thought maybe we had a, a lot of depth and quality in that back line. We maybe don't have as much as we think. Um, do you keep that back line as is, or does... Does Target come back? How how do you how do you line up? Um, much like the the Joel Linton quandary in midfield, I think it comes down to how they train this week and what their fitness levels are like when we get to to Friday. Um, just to drop back a tiny bit to Joel Linton there. Joel Linton trains all this week and he's you know raring to go and, and back to hundred percent or whatever. Then he he's a very strong contender to start in that midfield. Same would go for Matty Target. You know, I think it was revealed that he did have a slight illness or injury that prevented him from starting at Fulham. Um, but you know, it wouldn't. It you know, it's not the first time this season that we've seen Dan Burns slotting at left back and have a an absolute blinder of a game. You only have to go as far back as Man City to say that he was put in there, and his influence on that back four in terms of leadership. And, and the qualities that he brings in organising the defence just worked to an absolute T against Man City. Um, and I think Eddie won't hesitate to start that same back four again this week. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's going to be a weird one. I, I was very surprised to see Matt Target come on at right back um, at the game against Fulham. And I, and I, I think if you look at it, him at right back and then Lascelles as the right centre midfield, that's where Fulham 
kind of capitalised and, and got their goal from. So you know, maybe it was just a case of we're four goals up. I'm going to rest me good player, me me starting eleven for next week. So I'll, I'll make these changes. Um, we talked a little bit about bit about Sven Botman before. Um, I'm of the opinion now that he is number one on that sheet in terms of like he's your first defender that you pick and you build your defence around him. I thought he was outstanding against Fulham. Yes, he didn't have much to do, but what he did, he did well. And we've seen it time and time again with Sven Botman. Um, he can pass a ball. He can really just get that ball moving up the, up the field. And if he can pass it to Bruno, then Bruno can pass it to someone else. We're in the opponent's box in three hits. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's going to be fun to watch him grow um, and long, long that will be. Um, Ian, I'll come to you for goalkeepers. Uh, the hardest question of the night. Um, do you keep Nick Pope or do you give uh, Carius his debut at the weekend? Uh, you know what, actually, no, you, you would choose Pope, but what I was thinking, of, <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, whoa, what I was Weird. thinking, of, obviously, Pope had the, the game games for England. Um, I mean, by by all admittance, I didn't watch them because I, I genuinely couldn't think of anything worse than watching England when it's not a big tournament. Um, I know that I, I, I'm sure there was one or two goals where people are like, he's dropped a clanger and you you kind of, obviously he's, he's the, the whole Twitter thing about Nick Pope and, and the tune polls and Nick Pope's winning all the polls and stuff. And I thought that might have dented his confidence a little bit. Um, Again, he wasn't really. I don't think he was actually tested. Um, I might be wrong, but I'm fairly certain their goal was their only shot on target. Um, you keep him. He's, he's a he's a good solid keeper. I feel that the de- the defense is settled as well because they know they've got a good shot stopper and a good goalkeeper behind them. I think. I mean, it's going back years now, but I always refer back to when we were in the championship and we had Matt Sells. I just. He for me didn't come like he wasn't a keeper where your defense were were confident if if they dropped a clanger he would be able to command and so Nick Pope's a complete opposite so you definitely keep him um, as your number one in terms of the centre halves I completely agree I think Botman's probably a start starting centre half which is unfortunate for Dan Byrne because obviously last season when he was brought in in January he was one of the the contributing factors to. To sort of how solid we were, um, I do think he can get exposed when he does play left back. But that is, yes, he's filled in at left back. He's not; it's not his natural position. Um, and obviously, with his stature and sort of lack of speed, with that, that can be sort of exploited. Um, so my centre half would be Botman and Shaw. I think as well, people sort of forget that I think we brought him in for like three, three point five million, and. He, he can score goals. He's yes, he has a, an erratic moment in him. We've seen that before. But again, I think playing in a settled back four, um, sort of last season and the start of this season, I think he's he's shown sort of his class. And then if targets fit, I'd start target left back, and then obviously Trippier yeah, right back. Yeah, uh, Ivan Tony does like to drift out a little bit and pick up that ball. And like like I've said earlier, he's. He's got a few assists under his belt, so you'd want, I think, target playing on the left just to maybe cover that side of your trip here on the other side. Obviously, I think although Dampen hasn't done anything wrong at left back, I, I think he could get undone with Tony if he does drift out wide and, and, and try and you know play those balls 
and, and pick up the ball out there uh, just on pace alone um you could you could get done we'll move on to our predictions um who to come to first i'll come to you harry um it's been a while since we've spoken to you what's your prediction <laughs> for is. the weekend um before i give me a prediction i just want to give a quick thing on the dan burnett left back now tell me if i'm being completely stupid and i'm thinking too fifa related in my mind right because it just came out and i haven't done anything else in my life with trippy being so progressive up the side of the pitch I always feel like Danburn might be there to then turn it to a three back a little bit. Because... Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm not being stupid. I'm being no, I'm, no. I'm absolutely being stupid or I'm absolutely right. No, no, you're, you're not being <laughs> stupid. Yeah, absolutely not being stupid. I just think like obviously Trippy is I think Decker mentioned it as well yesterday, possibly, uh, in the podcast, but he does go to the pitch like quite high and he doesn't have a lot of pace in him. So if we do get caught on the counter can sometimes be a little bit screwed by that now if you have target in the three back i don't think he's strong enough to play with three uh or like so that's what i want to say on danburn but my prediction is <laughs> newcastle united two brentford nil and i think we'll see wilson with a brace oh he's come for goal scorers as well <laughs> nice I, I must admit when i when i saw the the lineup on saturday i thought it was a hybrid five at the back to go to three at the back with yeah well the new school of wing backs where they're pretty mm. much left and right midfielders yeah. as opposed to 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 defenders but yeah you're absolutely right if if burn plays on that left he can obviously drop in as a back three when needed if, if it's going through good spot harry um daryl mm-hmm. your predictions uh well much in agreeing with with harry about dan burning that back back line there um it's going to be i think it'll be a tight game um, and i'm going to go with a 2-1 newcastle win and i think ivan tony probably will just manage to sneak a goal somewhere i don't think sven bottom will be happy about it much like he was absolutely fuming when we conceded on saturday at fulham um but yeah i think it'll be 2-1 i'm not going to give it a newcastle goal scorer because i've got no idea but i think ivan tony will get on the on the score sheet for the visitors yeah it is it is uh we're both teams that don't really concede many goals. Uh, I think we both have a, a positive goal difference, which is so nice to see at this time of the season to be on a positive four. I think Brentford are on positive two or three as well. So it's uh, it's nice to see. Uh, Ian, uh, first of all, and I, I didn't ask you this beforehand, but does uh, little Joy have a prediction? I haven't seen him this weekend. He did say on uh the Fulham game was going to be 2 0, but he was at his mom's last weekend, so haven't seen him. I'm getting him on Friday, so if we do extra time um on Friday, I'll ask for his prediction then. Um, but he did get the correct result, which is all that matters, really. Um, for Fulham, for Brentford, I'm in agreement with Daryl. I think it will be 2 1. Um, I think, yes, we'll have a lot of confidence. I think. Obviously, the the fans will be right up for it because it's the it's a day after the the anniversary of the takeover. Um, but I think, I, to be, be honest, I really like Thomas Frank as a manager. Um, I think he's probably one of the most sort of likable managers that isn't your own manager. Um, in fact, as I go as far as saying, I like them more than when Steve Bruce was our manager. But that's not hard. Um, so I think I think he'll have them well drilled, like you say. But don't both teams don't really concede a lot of goals um and at the minute Brentford are struggling to score but I think they will 
think we will get it. I think they'll actually take the lead and we'll come back and win 2 1. Nice. Yeah, I'm I'll go for a 2 0. Um I I think if we can isolate Ivan Tony, although Brentford have had a few goals from midfield and, and a couple from centre back as well, actually. A couple of centre backs have scored. I'll be from set pieces, I'm assuming. Um I just I I think we'll be a little bit too much for them if we can isolate out Tony. They do have other good players, of course, but um I, I just I'm confident that our back line can can deal with 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 a team like Brentford, which you know, no no disrespect to Brentford, um, but they're very similar to Fulham in, in the respect of you know the, the the players that they have. They seem to play a, a similar style, so I, I think you know we'll get someone sent off on their side in the first eight minutes again, and we'll <laughs> no, uh, I think it'll be I think it'll be I'll 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 sit with Harry as well. I'll, I'll say it'll be two nil um, for my prediction. Anybody want to add anything else before we wrap up? Um, I'd bring Joe Linton back. <laughs> Just uh, I, I went I went through the front three, the back four, and the keeper. I might as well wade in on midfield. Um, my midfield would be. Um, I completely understand Harry's point, and I've I've said it before. You don't change a winning formula. I just think Joe Linton, and I still kind of believe that I say this is probably one of a, or if not the the key player to win midfield. Um, and I think in the world, any. He's the he's the goat. Is that what the kids say? He's the goat. I think so. Um, oh, he's doing a Daryl. Oh, he is. <laughs> and and he's he's hench ear. I'm, I'm down with all this. Um, but no, I'd, I'd, my midfield would be Bruno, Joe Linton, and although I've I've criticised him a lot this season, I thought he had an absolute blinder against Fulham. It was it was nice to see um, Joe Willock. I think that would be my midfield three. I would just add to that, um, you know, it's going to be really interesting in the next few weeks as more and more the lads start to regain full fitness and Eddie's options just suddenly explode and he's got, you know, there's five, six, seven players to pick from to choose a midfield three. And I'm just so glad it's not my personal headache to have to have to be responsible for that decision because I don't know how I would do it. I, I just don't know. But it's nice to see that we've got those options now and that we can now be tactically offensive in how we select our team to attack different situations and different teams. It's going to be such a refreshing change to see. Touch wood. It is. Touch Chris Wood. Um, <laughs> we will leave it at that. I think that's a, that's a nice note to end it on. Uh, not our headache. We'll leave it at Eddie Howe. If you like this content, we do have a whole host of videos throughout the week and throughout the season, uh, all about Newcastle United and some about other things as well. We have the FPL show, uh, which went live today for members, early access. And I will be available for everyone tomorrow, which is Wednesday at time of recording. Uh, obviously, we have this match preview. Matty's recording a Beyond the Lines with a Brentford fan this week as well. So look forward to that. Get an alternative opinion and view on the weekend's game. Uh, then we'll have the Always Smiling Faces podcast, which happened yesterday. And there'll be another one next Monday as well. And I also believe we're doing extra time this week. Um, so Thursday or Friday, we haven't yet got a, a set date or time. I think we're waiting on people to confirm for that, but there'll be all sorts of content. And like I said, there's probably going to be a video or two uh, reminiscing about the takeover and, and and celebrating that anniversary. If you like this content, please consider subscribing. We are so close 
to 9,000 subscribers. I think we're on 8,970 at last check-in. So we only need a few more to hit 9,000 and then we'll need a few more to hit 10,000. So uh, if you're watching this and, and I've been looking at some of the stats, 50% of the people who watch these videos are not subscribed. So if you all subscribe, we'll smash 10,000 easy. So uh, hit that subscribe button. I'm only there. Hit the little thumbs up because that feeds the YouTube algorithm gods and lets this video reach other like-minded Newcastle and football fans uh, who are having a little look on YouTube. It'll come up on the recommended. Uh, and if you don't like it, hit the thumbs down. It also helps on the algorithm as well, surprisingly. Um, I don't think it matters which one you hit, but for us, we like a thumbs up, so do that. And if you want to be notified when new videos become available, you can always ring-a-ling the little ding-a-ling bell right next to that subscribe button, and uh, you'll be notified as soon as any video goes live on the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel. And if you want to go one step further, we also have a membership program. How much is it, Harry? Is it froze? <laughs> Two. <laughs> is there? I, know how it is. I thought the cold weather had got to him there. Isn't it like £2.79 or something? It's two ninety nine a month. <laughs> That's the most random price ever. <laughs> it's two ninety nine a month, and that gives you early access to the videos, like I mentioned, for twenty four hours at least. Uh, and you also get access to the Telegram group, uh, which is a, a little, it's like a WhatsApp group. There's about one hundred and thirty people in there at the moment, and it's uh, it's something to keep an eye on. There's a lot of activity in that group. Um, it can be a bit overwhelming, but it's a good place to be as well. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Harry, for listening there. That was uh... <laughs> uh, some talent to go through all that, but uh, no, I'll research for next time. Absolutely. Uh, thanks, boys. I enjoyed this one tonight. Uh, thanks, everybody else, for watching as well. Uh, good luck to everyone uh, at the weekend uh, traveling that long distance to St. James's Park. Uh, we will see you for the next preview. Uh, I can't even remember who we're playing next. I didn't look it, it up. Man, is it Man U away? Man U away, yeah. Man U away, yeah. That'll be a fun one. We'll see you in the next one. Bye, everyone. Bye. See you later. Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.